Welcome, everybody, to She's All Booked, a podcast for book lovers and avid readers. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Alex. We're two cousins who are also best friends who love to read. Yeah. Chat about and analyze. Sometimes overanalyze. The books we're currently reading. Sometimes we're on the same page. And sometimes our pages differ. But either way, we always have an opinion about what we've read. By the way, we're real people. With real families. So you may hear cats. Dogs. Birds. Babies. Or husbands. So enjoy the bonus material. Now let's get booked. Booked. Listeners, stick around at the end of this episode for some bloopers and bonus content. Hey, 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 listeners, if you're enjoying our podcast, please give us a five star review on Apple, Spotify or your preferred streaming service to help us reach more listeners and spread the word about our podcast. How's everybody doing? Before we get started, we want to include some trigger warnings. Oh, my God. (laughs) This book and the following discussion. Will include topics of death, suicide, and drug abuse. So please be aware of that before you proceed. And that's not a laughing matter. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week Jess has been replaced by the Godfather. So no, welcome. The, the mouse from Zootopia. I know it is the mouse from Zootopia, but also it's based on the Godfather. So it's both. Yeah. All right. Well, this is just a reminder that we will have a non-spoiler dis- discussion first, and then we'll announce when we'll be getting into our spoiler portion of the episode. So we'll announce that before we, we dive into those spoilers. Did you have to say it so prepared. basic? Could you not have said it in some kind of voice? I'm not, I'm not people? good with accents. I got a headache. I can't, you know, when I do those voices, it really gives me, all right, fine, fine. All right. I don't know. What kind of voice should I do? Whatever comes to mind, man. Whatever also, you feel. just a reminder that we will have a non-spoiler discussion first and we'll announce when we will be getting into the spoiler portion of our discussion before we do. So be on the lookout for that, okay? <laughs> Are you happy now? Yes, I did not disappoint. That was better than expected. (laughs) You sounded like one of those weird 80s secretaries from those movies, like Working Girl or something. Yeah. (laughs) Just a reminder. Oh, my God, I can't. Well, this is what you're in for, this type of episode today. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, hi, Alex. How you doing? I'm doing all right, Jess. How are you? How are the kids? Uh, everybody's doing really good. <laughs> Sad. Uh, are you? Are you? What are you, sh- what are you snacking on? That's what I was gonna say to you. Okay. What are you snacking on? Uh, I'm going back to my normal voice. But <laughs> I uh, I just ate Aussie some some leftover cold pizza. Because I was just telling Jess before we started, I had a bad headache. My husband was like, did you eat anything today? It's, what time is it? It's one o'clock in the afternoon. And I was like, no, I didn't. He's like, eat something. I was like, fine. So I ate and now I'm hoping that that will get better. And I have my coffee. So that should help. What? Mm. Well, why did you have to eat the pizza cold? Oh, I like it cold. You and Doug, I swear. (laughs) Cut from the same cloth. I know that Rob thinks it's weird too. I, I actually really <laughs> enjoy cold pizza. It doesn't bother me at all. I don't do it out of laziness. I do it out of enjoyment. It brings me Strange. joy. 
Oh, it brings you joy. It brings okay. me joy. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> what, I prefer what if... mine heated up and crispy, but that's fine. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it soggy though when it's cold? No, it's the opposite. It's usually crispier when it's cold. When you heat it up, it gets soggy sometimes. When you reheat it, especially if you do it in the microwave, which I don't recommend, but if you do, no. it gets super Obviously, soggy. Yeah, you're not doing our our pizza reheating tricks I know. from last just, season. Yeah, but some of those were like put water in a pan and then heat it up and then put and I'm not doing all that. Oh God, it was eight droplets of water. I'll just eat it cold. Eight dude. droplets. I'm not gonna dirty a pan <laughs> to heat up some pizza. Oh God. Also, okay. yesterday I cleaned my toaster oven and my microwave and I put the pieces in the dishwasher and feel like taking them all out and putting wow. them in just to heat up some pizza. I'm okay. I'm being lazy today, all right? My head hurts. <laughs> all right. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Sorry about your head. It's all right. I'll live. It's not not the end of the world. <laughs> all right. Well, you shouldn't have been bashing against that wall yesterday. Obviously. I know. I learned my lesson the hard way. So she said. Yeah. What, Sometimes what when you... Alex gets bored uh, for like a hob- like a hobby or I guess it's a hobby, right? She just throws a basketball at her own head. She keeps doing it over and over again. And then she just runs into the wall like over and over and hurts herself for no reason. Uh, and that's why she has a headache today. Yeah, none of that is true. Don't make me sound crazy. <laughs> yeah, no. None of that is true. What are you snacking on? What? I'm snacking on jokes You're today. taking friggin' crazy pills over there today. I guess. It's whenever I have this lemon tea. It makes me wild, man. <laughs> it's the lemon I don't know why. It's the lemon tea, man. It's called <laughs> lemon loaf, Tazo. I don't know what it is. It's caffeine free, but is it? Because I get absolutely wild on it. No caffeine, but lots of crazy. Yeah, it's exactly it's that's exactly what it says in the back at the back of the box. <laughs> it's caffeine free, crazy full potential. Caution it has all the bars may cause weird accents and weird thoughts. <laughs> Lie, Definitely may cause lying tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm sorry, em- embellishments. It says instant tea for instant asshole. <laughs> i like that bringing it back get your lemon loaf a tea to make you an asshole (laughs) a tea for your asshole all right i'm done oh my god Uh, wait no wait speaking of which just send me the most disturbing tiktok the other day and i still i i still think about it because i just don't understand it was Somebody was making these little clay creations. I don't know what they were supposed to be. Were they going to be earrings or something? I don't know. It's a matching set. A no, matching it was set. Just an asshole. Well, it, it wasn't an earring. It's weird. It was literally an asshole. And then they decorated it with like daisies and shit. I was like, what she am means? I she means like a little, like a butthole. Yes, that's like they were literally. decorating. And then she was like, this is the mom's butthole. And she really likes this. And she has brown hair. So we're going to put brown hair over the top. I was like, what is yeah. happening? It was really disturbing. And <laughs> I just sometimes the Internet be internetting. And I just I don't know. Like I need to put the whole Internet into a timeout sometimes. So I'm like, I don't know what I just witnessed and why. Mm-hmm. Why was it sent to me, Jess? <laughs> because it followed Estelle. And you needed it. Estelle was great. Estelle is disturbing, disturbing. but hilarious. Yes. <laughs> yes. Estelle does meditation. It's also a puppet. That's all I'll say. Because anything else further, you'd be like, what the hell is that? What's happening? Yeah. Sometimes a woman comes and sings with Estelle. We don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. It's there. It's there for you. It's bizarre. You <laughs> Please look it up. It, that at least will bring you some joy, despite being weird and disturbing. Will it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes you laugh. It makes me laugh. <laughs> I guess. 
when actually you started bringing that up, I, I thought you were going to talk about the coffee conversation we had before we jumped on here. What coffee conversation? Well, Alex is like, I'm going to go make coffee, but you're not allowed to mess up when it's me or her. So she would oh. do the same thing to me. So instead of make coffee, she put mail. M-A-L-E. So she goes, I'm going to mail coffee. And I was like, mm, interesting. I was like, and how does that work? I was like, what do you mix it with a dick? And <laughs> she's like, ew. <laughs> you know. <laughs> because <laughs> ew. Can you imagine if you're drinking your coffee and you find out after the fact that it was mixed with a dick? Like, no, thank you. Please, please keep your coffee. I don't want well, it. That's what it sounds like if you're mailing coffee, right? <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go mailify my coffee. Sounds it's like you're going to put it in a dick. Coffee for, for males only. Ugh. Oh, that reminds me of that movie. What's the movie where he's in college for like 100 years? Van Wilder. Oh, okay. With Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And uh, that part where he's like, hmm, still warm. You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, well, you don't want to know then. Yeah, I don't want to know. I yeah, it's very disturbing. This whole conversation has been disturbing. and we It just, really has we, been. We need to not. Yeah. So. Well, let me give you a quick update. I, I wanted to tell you, I, I know I was really hyping up the Spark of the Everflame series. I really liked the first two books. The third book, I'm really struggling through. I've been on really? like 35% for the past like week. I haven't really wanted to pick it up. It's, I don't know. So I'm going to finish it. I'm going to continue it. But it, it kind of like stalled a little bit for me on the third book. It was just, to me, there was a lot of stuff in there so far. I, like I said, I'm only like 30% in, but a lot of stuff that just didn't need to be there is starting to get on my nerves. And I feel, I know now I feel disappointed. Also, the more that I've read of the Throne of Glass series, the more I'm seeing a little bit of influence, I think, from that series in Spark of okay. the Everflame. So that, that that annoyed me a little bit. Yeah. Although I still think that the characters are good. I still really like the main character and I do like a lot of the story and I did really enjoy the first two books. So, and also I, I mentioned this to you on the phone yesterday, but the Throne of Glass series, I'm feeling a lot of inspiration at certain points from Game of Thrones. I'm just like, meh. I, I'm still enjoying Empire of Storms and Tower of Dawn. I didn't expect to like Tower of Dawn as much as I am because people seem to hate it. I don't hate it. I think it's pretty good, actually. It's a quieter novel. There's not as much action or plot, but the I like the characters. And honestly, one of my favorite characters, Kaol, is a big part of that book. So maybe that's why. Yeah, but, probably. Yeah. Also, people seem to hate on Kaol. So I've been like waiting for him to like be shitty and I haven't gotten there yet. So I don't think he is going to be shitty. I think people just hate on my boy for no reason. And that's all. I don't know. So those are my updates for you. Yeah. I mean, my... My status is the same. Uh, SJM doesn't impress me much. Yeah. You don't impress me much. I hope that's all. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem like an otter sound um, or a seal. By the way, I was thinking about this in the car today when I was driving and Alex almost killed me because I was listening to something <laughs> funny. But I was thinking about this and our name is She's All Booked, but mm -hmm. we're not all books. You know what I mean? We're, we, we're also like music and movies and shows yeah. because that's our style. Yeah. So I feel like we need to incorporate it in the bio and be like sometimes this and sometimes that too because we do. All right. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. there might be people that are like, I love movie quotes. And we're like, hey, 
then you'd yeah, love us. But we're not like, I don't think anybody's going to be like, let me listen to a whole podcast about this book that I've never read and don't care about just to hear some movie quotes thrown in. Just saying. All right. We talk about them too. All right. This is a side right. conversation, but yeah. you're, you know, you're there. You're there for it. Anyway, uh, let's get to the word of the day unless you have more stuff to talk about. No, no, I don't. All right. So for the word of the day today, I actually kind of like this word. I've never heard it before. Brigand. Brigand. It is a noun spelled B-R-I-G-A-N-D. It is one who lives as a bandit plundering riches. Yes. So for example, the brigands held up the stagecoach and terrified the passengers. Yeah. I like that word. I like this word. Yeah, me yeah. too. I, I mean, feel it's like very, the... very Robin Hood. Yeah, it is kind of like Robin Hood. Which is I... crazy because I actually watched the original old school Robin Hood with the baby last night. Oh, really? That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, That's he cute. got bored. But <laughs> I watched it, and so did Doug, because we were like, this is reminding me of our youth. Nostalgia, <laughs> yeah. I know, I haven't watched that since I was really young. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, I remembered things. Like, Prince John is hilarious. Is that the one with Christian Slater in it? No, this is the cartoon one. Oh, the cartoon the with the little one. fox? The fox? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was cute. Uh, but it, it's hilarious, because the, the lion is Prince John, and he's always like mother he's like sucking on his thumb and stuff i forgot about all that and i was like this is hilarious so me and doug were enjoying it and the baby was like i'm going inside <laughs> he just left he was like you guys yeah. enjoy your weird you were weird show yeah, but it was his idea he's like i want family movie night and i was like oh Aww, that's so i was cute. so excited for family movie night and i was like yeah. what movie you want to watch and it was doug's turn to pick it and when we passed it he was like oh my god i haven't seen this so young mm-hmm. and we put it on and we lost part of the family yeah <laughs> it was not a hit with the no, newer generation he, he was enjoying it a little bit but like not as much as we were yeah <laughs> we were yeah. walking down memory lane over there yeah oh yeah it was cute though but anyway that's funny that this word came out is the whole point yeah because literally robin hood i watched yesterday right uh in uh remarkably bright creatures marcellus is kind of a brigand at some yes. point when he's stealing Cameron's driver's license from the desk yeah. or the copy, pl- at least. Plundering other fish from plund- tanks. That's true. He does do a lot of plundering. Yes, he does. <laughs> he, he's a big fan of specifically the, uh, what are they called? The scallops. No, no. He loves the other ones. I forgot what they call. They're like a plant. Oh, I don't remember. Mm, I can't think of it either, but he loves those. Okay. I, I don't know. It's not going to come to me because fish are like, meh, mm-hmm. I don't remember it. Okay. I, I forgot. It's like one of those plant things. It's, it doesn't matter. But anyway, he loves to plunder those. So yeah. he, he's he's a brigand. Yes. Sea cucumbers. Sea cucumbers. <laughs> oh, that's, that's right. Are they a plant? I, I guess. Know, sounds like it. A sea yeah. cucumber sounds boring as hell. They're creepy looking. They look like dicks. <laughs> they look like cucumbers, obviously. Mm, like this. they like secrete this weird white stuff anyway i'm done i'm sorry yeah it's weird you ever seen it i'll okay. send you i'll send you a video no 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 i'm good <laughs> let's talk about some trivia from brigands uh, uh that was just ruined for me entirely all right I'm the sorry. term is ugh, the term is believed to have been coined in the late middle ages right about the time robin hood emerged as a popular english folk hero sung about in ballads robin hood and his cast of merry men stole from the rich and gave to the poor. oh there you go yep why are they called merry men though i don't know why are they so merry for i don't know i guess it's better than being grumpy well what's their secret why are they so merry i don't know i have questions 
Uh, let's let's go ask them. I can't go ask them. I know. <laughs> They're in Sherwood Forest. I have no idea where that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> also, do you remember the song from the beginning of that movie? You won't until I start singing it, maybe. But Sing it's it. like Robin Hood and Little John were walking through the forest. <laughs> Do you remember that? No, song? I definitely don't remember that. <laughs> it's like Uli Ali, Uli Ali, Uli Ali. Oh, it's re- I do remember. Th- I remember that yes. part. Yeah. Yes. Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest, laughing back and forth at what the other has to say. Reminiscing this and that and having such a good time. Little lolly, lolly, golly, what a day. It, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, my God, memories. I remember this song. All right. That's it. I literally haven't seen that movie since I was like eight. Yeah. Maybe yeah. 10. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Anyway, okay. getting back to normal stuff. Yeah. All right? You love that song, though. And you know we'll, we'll, we've probably played it already. Uli, Ali, Uli, Ali. All right. So the book today is Remarkably Bright Creatures. Yay. Great Yay. book. It's yeah. the story of Tova Sullivan, love her, an elderly widow working at the Sowell, 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 so I don't know. I, I was saying Sowell, but that place, Bay yeah. Aquarium, <laughs> to keep busy, which helps her cope with the death of her son 30 years prior when he was 18. During her time at the aquarium, Tova develops an unlikely friendship. Alex has to do this to me all the time with these words. Curmudgingly. What the hell is a curmudgeon? Okay. Come on, curmudgeon. It's like Dude, a grumpy person. Can we, can we speak like to the people with words that they understand? We speak English here. People Business. understand the word curmudgeon. I, you don't use that word. Come on. <laughs> you're a curmudgeon. You, you're a curmudgeon. I am a curmudgeon. You're right. And I'm proud. I'm a proud curmudgeon. <laughs> Dude, when I read these, you know, I shouldn't have to like thesaurus and see what the hell this word means. It basically means grumpy. You're just, grumpy. Just change it to grumpy. I'm grumpy now. All right. <laughs> Tovis develops an unlikely friendship with a curmudgeonly giant Pacific octopus <laughs> named Marcellus. I hate you. This is not Marcellus. Marcellus, I love him. The story also follows just Alex. The also <laughs> story also follows Cameron, an angsty 30-something-year-old man on a journey to find the father he never met. And there you go. That's yeah. the story in a nutshell. But it's better and so much more than that. Okay. So much better than the summary. Yeah, than you get from the summary. All right. So Remarkably Bright Creatures was written by Shelby Van Pelt. She was born and raised in the Pacific Northwest, but she has since relocated to Chicago with her husband and two children. She had been a longtime flash fiction and short story writer with several of her collections having been published by independent presses. Remarkably Bright Creatures is her debut novel and was an immediate best-selling hit earning her critical acclaim worldwide. And I can understand yeah. why. <laughs> Congrats like, on that. Because for a debut, debut novel, well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. All right. I was really uh, we surprised seen, to we find out. We haven't seen this since Rachel Gillig. Yeah. The J. Rachel the J. <laughs> Rachel <Yeah>. G. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Rach. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Shelby Van Pelt is awesome. And it gives a whole new meaning to Van Pelt because now mm-hmm. it's no longer scary since Van Pelt was scary when he was chasing around uh, Peter. Was it Peter? No, Peter yeah. was the kid. No. That was his name. Oh, uh, John? I, this. I don't know. I don't know what his name was. Robin Williams. Alan. When he was chasing Alan. around Alan. What year is it? Uh, it was brand new. No. What year is it? How dare us. I know. <laughs> uh, that was awful from Jumanji. Okay. 
Robin Williams rolling over his grade mad at us right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about this actual book. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Five stars from me. I loved this book so much. Uh, Marcellus is an octopus. He's snarky. He's fabulous. I love him. He brings people together. And let me tell you right now, he is one of my favorite literary characters of all time. Hands down. Instant favorite. Yeah. Yeah. This also gets a five star from me. I really enjoyed this book. I I think I'll reread this book at some point in the future. I really loved these characters. I loved the story. The writing was fantastic. I also loved Marcellus. I thought he was hilarious. And I just thought this story was really well done. It was heartwarming. It was wholesome. It had very emotional moments and it dealt with some heavy topics, but in a really, she just did it really well. It was very realistic and relatable. I just, I loved these characters so much, Tova. I loved her. I I really liked Cameron. I loved Ethan. And Marcellus was just the star of the show. Yes. Yes. And and let me tell you that no matter who whose point of view you're reading from, no matter whose life, even though you won't experience possibly the same things they are, in some way you relate to every single character, including the octopus. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I actually I think I, I said this to you yesterday, but there was one scene where Marcellus was talking about how humans talk small talk with each other and they're like they're so obsessed with what oh how about this weather today and he's like don't people know that it's predictable like you you should expect that in the winter it's going to be cold and in the summer it's gonna i just thought it was really funny and i was like i agree with you marcellus i hate talking about (laughs) things i hate small talk i hate doing that with people and yet we do it because there's nothing else to talk about (laughs) with people also he's (laughs) he's so judgmental but in such a great way yeah (laughs) i thought it was really sweet at the end so in the beginning it opens up with him talking about how on his sign, it says that octopuses are remarkably bright creatures. And at the end, throughout the book, he's kind of talking about how humans are maybe not all that bright. However, he does kind of come around and say, you know, there are some humans that are actually remarkably bright. And it was just really cute to see that come full circle and see the evolution of his reaction to humans through his experiences with these characters in the book. Not only does each character, like each character evolve, throughout the story, but the story itself does. Mm-hmm. Like in just such a wild way. Like I know that sounds like, okay, that's what books are supposed to do, but they don't always. <laughs> yeah. But this one does. And I just felt like it was a beautiful cover, a beautifully written book. Mm-hmm. It was just beautiful all around, all around and it was remarkably bright itself. Yeah. Right? I, it's just amazing. And I've always loved octopuses anyway. I think that they're super smart. Mm-hmm. And to read them and to have one literally speaking to me was just incredible yeah. and different and unique. And I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely different. It was really cool. I liked that the chapters with Marcellus were in first person, but the rest of the book was in third person. Yes. So it was kind of interesting to see actually be inside the head of this octopus. I just thought that was an interesting choice and I enjoyed it. Yes. And the writing was absolutely fantastic. And I agree with you about the cover is beautiful. <laughs> yes. Flawless dare I say, and I don't say that often, uh, but beautifully written, like beautiful prose. The messages were very well received, very Mm -hmm. uh, clear and uh, heartwarming. It was a heartwarming story. It was. I cried. Um, Even even in moments when I I was I was I was like, I'm not going to cry. And I would just get choked up. And then at one point at the end, which we won't tell you until the spoilers, um, I definitely cried. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> i guess yeah but there yeah, are... I, I would recommend this to anyone 100 would recommend this uh, i agree with you i'd recommend it to anyone i do think it 
explores some very important themes, some very human themes about grief and loss, friendship, even it deals with the idea of like captivity and freedom and what that means. And it was just, it was just so well done. I thought everything was very subtle too. You know, you weren't being hit over the head with these themes. Yeah. You weren't the messages she was trying to send. She did so in a way that felt natural, that felt right. And I just, I, I, I can't find a flaw with this book. I, I think it is flawless. There's nothing that I didn't like about this book. And for a debut yeah. novel, that's astounding. Amazing. I really, I was, I was um, shocked when I found out that this was a debut novel. I had no idea and I can't wait to read more from her. Yes, same. And let me tell you, I know that it's very early in the year. So to say this is like, come on, girl, mm-hmm. how much have you read? But I have read a few books so far this year. Okay. <laughs> but as of right now, this this is my favorite read of the year so far. Mm-hmm. And I can guarantee that it's going to at least, it's memorable. And it will definitely be one of my favorites of this year, if not so far my favorite. Uh, by the end of the year, I will still be raving and recommending it. So yeah, same same for me. This is This will definitely be a contender for the top books of the year for 2024 for me. Yeah. I mean, uh, come on, guys. It, it's an octopus and you're in the mind of an octopus and he's snarky. <laughs> OK, like what more do you need? That's all you need to know uh, to want to read this book. He's snarky, but also extremely insightful. Very insightful. I, I really enjoyed. Yeah. I loved being inside his head. I actually wished his chapters were a little bit longer, especially yeah. in the beginning. They would be very brief. And I was like, no, I want more. <laughs> I know. I think that's why they they were done that way on purpose. Yeah. (laughs) So you'd want more. Yeah. Um, But let me tell you, join us for the spoilers and I'll tell you more. But he does certain things that without him would have made the progression of the story impossible. So he's Mm -hmm. very vital uh, to the story and to these characters in an amazing way. Yeah. Some might say, oh, it's unbelievable, but who knows? I mean, we don't know because we really can't jump inside the mind of an octopus. Yeah. This is just, you know. Even if it is. What I would imagine an octopus would think, though. Yeah. Even if it's not realistic, I don't care. It doesn't need to be realistic, you know? Yeah. It was perfect. It's It's perfect the way it is. (laughs) It's heartwarming. Okay. Yeah. We want to talk spoilers. Yeah, let's get into the spoilers because we do. We want to (laughs) talk. We want to talk about that. Obviously, we've clearly raved and we're recommending it to you to read. And it's a five star read for both of us. That doesn't happen here often. Yeah. So obviously, you know that we loved it and that it's it should be a good option to try out and read this year. Mm -hmm. So let's let's jump into our spoilers. Spoilers are coming. Yay. All right. (laughs) All right. Spoilers are here. (laughs) Oh, hey, the elevator has stopped and we are here. You have found your destination. Ding. All right. (laughs) (laughs) all right so please do not listen past this point if you don't want to hear spoilers pause this and come back to us later but if you do hey we love to have you there's some spoilers welcome back welcome back (laughs) if you're just rejoining us seems like yesterday all right (laughs) all right so let's talk spoilers yeah well, I don't even know where to start, honestly. Let's I, just start with the characters because this really right. dives into the characters. Yeah. I mean, you're, you open up with Marcellus. Uh, he tells you that he can read. Uh, he doesn't believe that you, your human mind can comprehend that. But he can read and he does know that he's a, he's a Pacific octopus. And he knows that because he read it on his tank. And he <laughs> tells you all these facts about him. And then it jumps to Tova. She is a 70-year-old woman. Uh, she is um, the cleaning lady at... 
the aquarium. She talks to all the fishes. She She's the sweetest thing. When she passes their tanks, she's like, hello, lovelies. Hello, yeah. love. She's just so cute. Yeah. Uh, and she absolutely loves this octopus. And she finds him almost half dead, basically, because yeah. he can't be out of water uh, longer than 18 minutes. He ends up going into the break room and breaking into the garbage where he should not be to eat some nummy snacks. <laughs> And thank God she finds him back there and returns him to the water. But that's when they start really forming a bond. So we'll yeah. start there. Yeah. So I just really loved the progression of the story. I loved learning about Tova. I loved learning about her history. She is a widow. She had lost her husband. She lost her son when he was very young in what was deemed to be a suicide at the time. And the story kind of follows her and her journey to discover kind of what really happened to her son. She'd always wondered. She always felt like it didn't make sense that he committed suicide. And yeah. it she, just she she never believed that it was a suicide. Not yeah, second, she it, says. yeah, it never really made sense to her. And we follow this story. And by the end, there's several revelations that are made. And I just really enjoyed the progression of it all. I, I loved seeing her at the beginning, seeing how she forms this bond with Marcellus right off the bat. She's the only one. He makes it a point to say that she's the only one that talks to him and calls him by his name. A lot of people are like, oh, look at that guy, which is it's true. When you go to an aquarium, yeah. I say that, too. I'm like, oh, look at that guy, you know. So I thought that it was cute. And that's why he initially started to form a bond with her, in addition to the fact that she literally saved his life. And right. it was just a really touching friendship. I really liked the idea of these two unlikely characters, you know, an octopus and the 70 year old woman coming together and developing this bond and then ultimately kind of working together, even though Tova doesn't really know that to kind of uncover the truth about what really happened to her son. So it was just really sweet and I really enjoyed it. Yes. Uh, we are also introduced to two other two male characters. Uh, one of them is Ethan. He works in the supermarket in this small town where everybody seems to know each other and everything about each other. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, she had just lost her husband. I think it was like a year or five years ago, even. It was a while ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he kind of has a thing for Tova. Mm -hmm. And when she comes in, he has a little crush on our girl. Mm -hmm. uh, and he finally gets like the courage to ask her out and want to get together with her for dinner. And when she's there, some things go down that we'll get into later. Uh, but basically, she starts cleaning his his place mm -hmm. and uses this T-shirt. But she doesn't know that it's like a Grateful Dead T-shirt worth like two grands. It's like some <laughs> old school, you know, like memento of this concert from like decades ago. So um, she ends up going out of her element, being so different than what her usual character is, which I loved seeing mm -hmm. uh, and driving like three hours away <laughs> to go get this T-shirt to replace because she felt bad that she wrecked it. It was cute. Uh, there was a lot of cute things on it. It kind of ends off where you, you think that maybe they'll, you know, yeah, they end they, off together. Yeah, I think they suggest that they're like friends at the end, but they're spending time together. She says that she never asked for lessons on rock history and rock music, but he's <laughs> happy to do that for her anyway. Yeah. It was really sweet. I really loved this relationship. I thought Ethan was adorable. I yeah. loved how into Tova he was. And at one point in the novel, Tova she's had a couple of falls and she's injured herself and she thinks maybe I shouldn't be living on my own anymore. She's getting ready to check herself into a, like a retirement home. And Ethan, when he finds out, he's like, well, please like, let me, let me make dinner for you, please. Like I let's go out. Let's do something before you go into that home. It was just so cute. And he was just so 
I just loved how into her he was. Honestly, it was just adorable. Uh, and she she was not that into it at first. She was like, oh, how do I get out of this dinner? Why did I say yes to it? And yet she liked him, but I think she was nervous. It was just really sweet, really cute. And I liked the companionship that they brought to one another. And by the end, I liked this idea of found family. You know, that's one of my yes. favorite tropes. Yes. I just love it. And found family in the sense that people who are not your family can sometimes become your family, but it actually turns out that Tova does find somebody that yes. is her family. I loved this plot line too. I yes. don't know if you wanted to explain it real quick before we talk yeah. about it. So there's this other character who we get his point of view. His name is Cameron. He's also had some tragedies in his life where his mom abandoned him at a young age. Uh, she was a drug user. Uh, he never knew his dad. And, you know, he goes in search of finding his dad when his girlfriend kicks him out of their apartment. And there's this a lot of things where he ends up in this same town, this small town that Tova lives. He ends up working at the aquarium as well. Mm -hmm. uh, he doesn't care about these fish. He's not like Tova, you know. <laughs> but eventually when he, he meets Tova and he realizes that Marcellus is a lot smarter than he thought, you know, they all come together. Obviously, she starts training him to be her replacement. Mm -hmm. um, and things, one thing leads to another. What I loved also about this is that Ethan takes him in. Mm -hmm. He takes him in. He becomes sort of the father he never had, which is yeah. cute, man. And in that aspect, too, then he realizes that he does love Tova as well. And it turns out that she's actually his grandma. Yeah. Which is crazy. So his dad was her son that drowned at sea when he was mm -hmm. 18. He had gotten this girl Daphne pregnant and Daphne ended up being his mom, which is so sad that even though he had somebody living as a parent, mm -hmm. she wasn't there for him. Mm -hmm. um, so he had some tragedies. He kind of is a little immature, but he matures a lot throughout the book. And I liked seeing that. And then he meets a girl in town, Avery. She has a son. And it's I think it's implied, too, that they're going to end up together as well. Yeah. So it's cute because he comes to this town not expecting anything and he finds a home, he finds a family. Yeah. 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 It's great. I really enjoyed Cameron's character. I agree. In the beginning, especially, he was immature. He was whiny, but he was supposed to be. So I, I wasn't bothered by that. I thought Shelby Van Pelt did an excellent job of writing a character like that who yes. was immature and whiny, but at the same time was complex. So it was never just like that was his one defining character trait. He was also extremely intelligent, but he had a lot of issues with motivation. He felt adrift. He didn't really have a good sense of identity or belonging because of the fact that he'd been abandoned by his mother at the age of nine. And he never knew who his father was. So he, I think, was mostly raised by his aunt Jean, who also seemed funny, by the way. She, she wasn't She's in it hilarious. much, but she was cute. Yeah. And it was just really nice to see him. I, I was rooting for him the whole time. I was like, yeah, I hope he does find his dad. He ends up in the same town because he thinks that this one person might be his dad. He saw a photo of him with his mom. And then it turns out that that guy was actually just really close friends with his mom. And he's like, oh, I'm back to square one. And while all of this is going on, Tova is discovering for the first time that her son had been, Eric, had been on the boat with a, a, a girl at the time. Nobody knew that until I, I, she ends up finding this out. I actually don't remember how she found that out. But she uh, she ends up. I remember. Okay. Yeah. So first of all, the way that was written also was really cute because there was talk of maybe there was a girl between her and her husband and her late husband had died, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then when she does find out, she was like, there was a girl. And she kept saying it all the time because that's how you think. You end up thinking about these things. And she thought about it the same way that we would start thinking about things. And mm -hmm. I just thought that that was really cool, the way that was written. Um, but she does think about this because somebody is, approaches her that knew her son in school. 
Right. Um, it was a, a kid. Yes. He yeah. knew her son in school and he talks to her from time to time. And at one point he slips, I guess, and says something about, oh, because he was dating Daphne. Right. right. Okay. And she goes, oh, well, there was a girl. And that's how she starts to go down that lane to figure things out. Right. So it was just, I really enjoyed watching these two plots that were essentially they're looking for the same thing. They just didn't know it. It was really cool. It was, I, I thought it was a really cool experience as a reader to kind of know that they were both searching for the same thing and just waiting for them to to discover it. I was like so excited for these two characters to come to this conclusion. And by the time they do at the end of the book, it was very emotional. It was very sweet. It was very well done. And I just loved it. I honestly, I have nothing bad to say about it. I just loved the entire, the whole reading experience was such a joy. It was so nice. Yeah, I completely agree with that. This was a joy to read. This was a, this is a book I want to read again and again. In fact, I had read this and then uh, when Alex started reading it, I started listening to it on the audiobook just to check that out. And it was a different experience and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's great. She does uh, the voices really well, the narrator there. And there's also a man um, narration mm-hmm. uh, and he does Marcellus great. Just yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, and I would re- recommend if, if audiobooks are for you, then check it out because it was definitely well narrated in my opinion. Yeah, I listened to this on audio and these were two of the best narrators that I've heard. Um, definitely. I, I've never heard either one of them before and I was blown away. I thought that the female in particular was incredible. Yeah. Well done. Very well done. I will yeah. say. And this has got to be one of the only books I've ever read where I didn't hate any of the characters, where I absolutely mm-hmm. loved every single character in yeah. this book. And they were all extremely complex. Like I when we first find out that Cameron is looking for his dad and he thinks it's gonna be this like billionaire tech guy, Simon, I was like, Oh, that guy's gonna be a jerk. He, you know, his secretary isn't returning his calls or his assistant. And I was like, oh, this guy's going to be jerk. And he wasn't. I loved that scene where he ends up sitting down with him and they're talking. And it was such a, a wholesome scene. It was so nice to read. Yes. Because typically in books like this, that's what we see. We see the stereotypical like, oh, you know, I am i don't want you as a kid or I'm not your kid. Like, get out of here, whatever. Or I'm not your father. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not your kid. So it was just... It was just nice to see that these characters weren't just being played for a plot. They were complex. They made sense. They seemed like real people like that could just jump off the page and it would just be like talking to you or me. I loved it. Yeah. And that threw me for a loop for a moment because the whole time I'm like, well, that's not going to be his dad. Yeah. And then as soon as he gets there and he, he knew who exactly who he was, who his mother was, I was like, oh, shit, maybe it is his dad. Yeah. And it threw me for a loop for like a five minutes second and then when he was like i'm not your dad kiddo and i was like oh okay yeah well good yeah (laughs) (laughs) i had other plans for him but it was really cute too and i don't think they suggested this at the end of the book but in my opinion i like to think that because he is from this town that cameron can continue to have a relationship with this man who was best friends with his mother. So he can learn yeah. more about his mom from somebody who really knew her well. And I just loved that idea that this wasn't somebody that was just going to write him off or that they were going to leave on bad terms. It was somebody that I think Van Pelt left it off where he could go back to him if he wanted to. He could reach out to him and ask him questions and find out more about his past or his mom's past. And I just really liked that. Yeah, I agree with you. And I like that they they leave it open where it is possible. Because this is like, as soon as he comes to this town, things start to actually click into place for this kid Cameron. And he actually starts to feel like he belongs somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I really love that. Uh, and then it all ties in as well to Tova realizing she's not going to no retirement home. She yes. doesn't belong there. She belongs here too. And she belongs here with 
her family. You know, yeah. she belongs here with the family she didn't realize she had. And she missed yeah. all the, that time with him all these years. Yeah. And now they get to make up for that. And I really love that. Uh, yeah. And I have a feeling that she will meet his aunt who raised him and that they'll get along as well um, because she seems cool. And then yeah. obviously Ethan's going to play a role there too. He's he's like mm-hmm. a father figure. So he's going to walk in there and I guess become like his grandpa in a way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really it was really cute. At the end, Tova and Cameron ends up getting like a little condo together. And they say that, you know, Avery comes around and with her son and Ethan's there, you know, listening to music all the time. And it was just really sweet at the end that they do suggest yes. that they're one little happy family. Especially since they go from the beginning of the book to neither of them having anyone. The only person that yes. Tova had was this was this octopus yeah. and a cat who comes around. Yeah. Uh, you know, but she's looking, she's, she's dying for somebody to be in her life. And when she finally, in the end, I mean, it comes so yeah. well for her and I'm just so happy about it. And, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed, there was one point in the book. I mean, it was very sad, but I just thought it was so well done. And it, it was very contemplative about the aging experience where Tova is reflecting on the fact that she has these friends, I, they call themselves the nitwits. Because uh, they get, <laughs> I thought it was cute. <laughs> they used to knit, but they don't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they just meet now once a week. Yeah, but it was cute. And she has this little group of friends. I thought those interactions were really sweet and funny and nice. But she's talking about how so-and-so has her son and so-and-so has her daughter and this person's going to be able to go here and there. And she's like, I don't, where am I going to go? I don't have anyone. I guess it's time to go to a home where her brother had been for about a decade and he had passed at the beginning of this book as well. And she's even at one point going through her brother's things. And she's like, the only things I have left of him were like this house coat that she was like, I'll just cut it up and make it into rags. And she's like, but I can't bring myself to do it. I just thought it was it was very sad. It made me feel very emotional, but I felt like it was a very realistic thing that I imagine most elderly people do start to think about as they're reaching that age where maybe it's not safe for them to be living alone anymore and turning to the people that they care about to look for assistance. And she didn't have anybody and it was very sad. But at the same time, I was like, you're so spunky though. You know, like the whole time I was like, she can't go into a home like that. It's not, it's not right. She's not ready. And I was happy that by the end, she decided that she wasn't going to, that she's going to be living with Cameron. So she has somebody safe. She has family. She has Ethan who's like, wants to just wine and dine her and you spoil her and talk about music. It's just so sweet. And I loved that she was able to come from that very lonely, sad place at the beginning of the book to where she is at the end. And I just love that character arc. Yeah. There was so many things about her that I loved too, that she had to touch the little sea lion every time she passed it, this little statue. Yeah. She was just cute as hell, man. Just the picture yeah. the cutest little old lady that you can. And that's her for yeah. sure. I think they said she weighed like 90 pounds at most or something. That's what they kept suggesting. I don't know if that's what she actually weighed, but she was just like this tiny little like 70 year old lady just walking around the aquarium cleaning and taking care of all the little critters. And it's just so sweet. I just loved her so much. We forgot to mention too that Ethan, as adorable as he sounded already from our descriptions, is also Scottish. He has a cute little Scottish accent. If that doesn't make him cuter, I don't know. And the narrator did an amazing job too. I was like, damn. I agree. <laughs> I know I'm bad at accents, but I was like, damn, like I can't even tell that she's not Scottish when she was doing his accent. <laughs> you know, the acting was superb. Like the, the narration yeah. was definitely a five star narration as well. Yeah, 100 percent. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, like we're saying with the writing, I mean, this is our first introduction to Van Pelt's writing. Uh, if I, if you didn't tell me that this was debut, I wouldn't have known. I would have considered this a seasoned writer who wrote a, a million books, knows her craft. 
She definitely knows people too. I thought it was so interesting from a writing perspective, how well she was able to write an elderly woman and a young 30 something man, 30 something year old man. I felt that Cameron's inner thoughts and everything were extremely realistic for a man his age. And I think that Van Pelt did a really excellent job of, oh God, I can't talk, (laughs) of capturing these characters in a very realistic way. It's not easy to do. And I just, I really applaud her for her ability to get inside the head of somebody so different from her. You know, she is a a young woman with a young family and to be able to write a 30 something year old guy in a really like complex and realistic way. I really loved that. And I think that this really shown particularly in the scene where he meets Avery for the first time, where he's like, oh my God, she's so pretty. I don't know what to say. I don't want to look like an idiot. And then she's yelling at him and he's like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know. It just me it just seemed very realistic. It was really cute. And I uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, you could tell that uh, Van Pelt did her research really well. You could tell that uh, yeah. she researched everything having to do with octopus You know, like uh, she might have watched some documentaries. I've watched some documentaries on octopus. If you haven't, I swear Mm -hmm. it's interesting. Really cool. They're really interesting uh, creatures. Remarkably bright, in fact. Yeah. Very smart. So um, she definitely did her research there. She definitely did her character research. I mean, these characters are not just, you know, on a flat page. Like these characters are 3D. Yeah. Um, They pop off of that, uh, off the page and they really, you know, light up the page. And I just, I loved every single one of them. So um, I have nothing bad to say. This book, I felt like I flew through and I really did. I I read this book in like a day and a half and I just, I didn't want to put it down. I was upset even when it ended, you know, because you don't, when you love characters like this, you just don't want to say goodbye to them. And I was sad to say goodbye to them, but I I was also, you know, happy because it was a happy ending. But I just, it was just so, it didn't feel like I was reading. Like it just felt like I was in their little world and I was part of their little group and it was just like a joy to be there. Yeah. I was so sad when it ended too, because I wanted more of it. I was like, I love these characters and I don't want to say goodbye. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Speaking of saying goodbye, we didn't tell you that at the end. I was just going to say that. (laughs) Not only does Marcellus bring them together. uh, Mm -hmm. We'll get into him in a second on how he does that. He literally connects these people. He Mm -hmm. is the key to connecting them. Literally, he has a key, by the way, that he found. (laughs) Um, he like he he collects like has like a little treasure um, and when yeah. he collects things of people and then he remembers he's so smart that he remembers whose stuff is whose and he's mm-hmm. just great. Uh, but that's how he shows his intelligence and connection to certain people like Cameron and uh, Tova because he actually returns things to them that he knows belong to them. And then they're like, wow, how smart that, you know, yeah. that's mine. Um, yeah. But she actually takes Cameron's he takes I'm sorry, Marcellus takes Cameron's driver's license off Terry's desk, the guy that runs mm-hmm. the aquarium and puts it near the sea line where he knows that Tova is going to be to make sure that she sees the last name and connect the dots yeah um that, that's her grandson and i just loved that uh and i'm not sure if we had mentioned this or if we talked about this before we got on here to record but he also he he knew from the very beginning that they were related when he had seen them walking together side by side because he said that only people who the only people that will walk alike are people who are related to one another and he's like and they don't even see it yeah and i thought i thought that was amazing He also made a connection to something in their eyes, the pigment of their eyes. And he said, based on that, like it was clear that he was a descendant of of Tova's. And it was really cute how he was kind of scheming to make it so that they would come together and figure out that they were related. And it was like his mission. It became his like dying wish, basically, to bring these two people together. It was like just it was all he wanted for the end. of. So we actually didn't mention this, but at the beginning of the novel, 
He makes it clear that he's kind of on his last leg. He's approaching death at some point in the near future. Counting down the days. <laughs> yeah, he's very grim about it. He's like, oh, you know, but it was sweet that with, you know, despite him not having much longer to live, he had this one goal and he was going to make sure that he succeeded before he died. And it was so sweet. And it's just really cool, too. I thought it was really interesting. I didn't look up any facts about octopuses to see if this is accurate. But one of the things that stood out to me, I'm assuming it's accurate because I agree. It did seem like she did a lot of research. He said that he remembers every single face that you know, ever came to his tank and looked at him. And I think that's remarkable, remarkably bright. So and I believe it because I know that dolphins can do that. So I assume that they would be able to because they're if not just as intelligent, maybe more. So, yeah, we don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So it was just really cool. It was so cute. It was just so, so sweet. It was perfect. Okay. look, all I have to say is at the end, this is why I was crying like a baby free Mm -hmm. Willie style. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, She actually finds him on the floor. He's on his last breath, basically, because he was trying to make sure she saw the truth between, between, uh, you know, her and Cameron. And she puts him in a bucket and she takes him outside by the dock and she lets him go free. And I was like a baby. I was like, oh, my God, no. But at the same time, it was like good for him. Good for him that he if he only has a couple hours or a couple of days left that he gets to be free yeah and it was really cute because he held on to her hand for a little bit longer as yes. he was like dangling there off the pier into the ocean and then he finally let go it was really cute i also thought it was really sweet because they brought in another octopus to kind of take his place in the exhibit and tova i think that's when she realized she she said she was like i can't I can't go anywhere. She promised Marcellus that this new octopus would be really well taken care of. She would have a lot of stimulation and be really happy. And she was like, I can't go to this this home. I need to basically make sure that this octopus is going to be happy. It was so cute. And I just, I loved that too. And she was worried for his safety because she had heard Terry yeah. say some odd things that might insinuate that he may put him down for being older or maybe he doesn't have the space for him with the new octopus. So she had to get him the hell out of there. Yeah. Yeah. She did the right thing. Yeah. And a lot of the times too, you know, animals or, or uh, sea, sea mammals or whatever animals in captivity won't be able to feed themselves. They won't be able to survive uh, in the wild alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, I mean, he was sneaking out and getting his own nummy nums. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be good. (laughs) Uh, I loved this book so much. Yeah. Can you tell, guys, that we loved it? I know. The other thing I wanted to mention about Cameron is that he seems to have a photographic memory. So I thought it was really funny at certain parts in the novel as well. He would just randomly come out with this really obscure knowledge about really random things. And it was funny, but it was also really cool. I really liked it. At one point, Tova's like, this kid's telling me all these details about these different type of wood grains. And yet... Like he was, he would struggle with some other things. It was just really funny and really cute. And I, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Like during the interaction with um, the guy, he thought it was going to be his dad. He's sitting there talking about fish and all these yeah. different uh, fish life. And his, the guy was like, what? He was like, <laughs> how, how do you, you know that? Yeah. He was like, how do you know that? <laughs> it was cute. I liked it. I also really liked his interactions with Ethan. I thought Ethan's interactions in general, like he brought so much humor to the page in every scene he was in. And I just really enjoyed his interactions with Cameron. At one point at the end of the book, Cameron, when he moved to uh, 
<laughs> to Washington. He lost the the airline lost his duffel bag, his luggage that they made him check. I forgot about that. Yeah. And it finally comes in the mail at the end. And he's like, oh, my luggage finally came. He was like, oh, is that what that was or something? I don't know. It's just really funny. And then earlier on in the book, when they first meet, Cameron's in a band called Moth Sausage, which is such a ridiculous name. And he's in Ethan's like, oh, you're in Moth Sausage? Oh, and Cameron's like, oh my God, you've heard of us? Like, we have a hundred followers, blah, blah, and, he, and then he just like looks at Ethan and he's just like, oh, you're you're joking? And he's like, yeah, obviously. What kind of name is Moth Sausage? It's just so hilarious. I, I, was, I, was, I was hysterically laughing. I was like, this is hilarious. Kind of messed up. I felt kind of bad for Cameron because he was like, oh man, I should have known that they wouldn't know who Moth Sausage is. And I was like, yeah, you should have known. <laughs> Terrible band name, by the way. Awful. <laughs> I know. Not what, well thought out. What is moth sausage? That is a great I question. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. Obviously, it's moths made into a sausage. You I know, don't want to know. I don't want to know. Nasty. It's gross. Uh, but I mean, just to summarize again, I absolutely loved this book. It's a five star for me. I would recommend it to everyone. I will likely reread it. It's going to yes. be a book that I remember for a long time. And just bravo to Shelby Van Pelt. She's going to be a new author for me. I hope she comes out with more stuff and I'm going to read all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, same. Same yeah. here. Uh, instant favorite, this book for me. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. All right. So now to the fun part, even though this whole conversation was now fun. To the good we- stuff. Now back to the good part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you could sum it up, this book as a nail color, what would it be? Oh, my God. The prettiest color ever. I don't know. But I have to say orange <laughs> because of the book. The book, he's orange. Yeah. In the book, the book has him orange. So orange it has to be. That's a very I, vivid and beautiful orange. I was going to say the same thing because Marcellus is like a bright orange and or like a rusty orange. I'm not sure. But either either that or like a sunshiny yellow because it's such a happy, sweet book. So I feel like it has to be one of those colors. <laughs> yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Um, For a movie or a TV show? Yeah. <sighs> I'm going to say... You you probably would say Free Willy because you thought of Free Willy. Yeah, that's. I was just going to say that because the the ending reminded me of Free Willy when they take him out of captivity and they send him home to his family. And that's what it reminded me of a little bit with Marcel. It gave me the same feels as that movie. So that's what I I was going to say. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Sound of Music, because I just freaking love it so much. And I loved okay. this book. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. All right. The hills are alive. All right. <laughs> the hills are alive with the sound of music. All right. What about a character from a show or a movie or a movie quote? For, for this one, for me, I'm going to say it has to be... <laughs> I'm going to say, what's the crab's name from The Little Mermaid? Sebastian. Sebastian, right. I'm going to say Sebastian from The Little Mermaid. Yeah, that kind he's, of, got the, he's got that spunk. I yeah, can see that. He's a little curmudgeon, just like Marcellus. And I feel like they would be BFFs if they found each other in the Great Wide Sea. They would hate yeah, each I'll... other and love each other at the same time because Marcellus would probably try to eat him. And he'd be like, get away. All right, I'm done. I'm sorry. Uh, for, the, for some strange reason, uh, now that you said that, of mm-hmm. course, Ursula's popping up because she's an octopus. Oh, okay. All right, but she is not the vibe. But she's evil. Vibe. I know. <laughs> uh, but I do love her, though. She's like one of my favorite villains. Yeah. Uh, and she is an octopus. So I'm going to go with her just because that's the first one that pops in my head. Okay. But by no means would her and Marcellus be friends. No. He would kick her butt. I, I'd say Marcellus would kick her butt. Yeah, he would outsmart her. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> He's just a way better person yeah 
Yeah. Well, how about a song for me? Just because I guess I keep thinking of the little mermaid. I'm going to go with under the sea from the little mermaid under the sea. For me, I'm going to have to say, uh, and we will build this dream together. Stands in mm-hmm. tall forever. Nothing's mm-hmm. going to stop us now. <laughs> I want what to is, say that's Jefferson Starship. Am I, I right there? I don't know. I also don't know the name of that song. Nothing's going to stop us, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nothing's going to stop us. I don't know. It's an awesome 80s movie. Us. Uh, I'm sorry. Awesome 80s song. However, isn't that from the movie Mannequin? It is, isn't it? Maybe. The one with Tyra Banks? <laughs> no, Tyra Banks. It's the one with Samantha from Sex and the City, where she's a mannequin, but she comes to life. Come on, girl. Oh, I'm thinking of Life Size, where Tyra is a mannequin or something, or a doll that comes to life. It is no, called. It also, is called Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now by Starship. But also, don't get me started on Tyra. If you're gonna start talking about Tyra, I immediately think of uh, next American Team model and her, and yeah. I just can't. You're gonna pack your bags mm-hmm. and leave the house immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that guy that that does her on yeah. the uh, TikTok. He, he does it so good too. It's so on re- point. Yeah, the reenactments are yes. super yes. on point. <laughs> on point. She's so dramatic, by the I way. Know. If you've never watched that show, just watch like her highlights on YouTube or something. She's so dramatic and it's so entertaining. Yeah. That's all. We both of you will pack your bags. Return to the law. For, I was rooting for you. We were all rooting Everybody for you. Yes. Rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you learn something from this? When you go to bed at night, you lay there and you take responsibility for yourself. So it's so dramatic. She'd be like, I saw this girl and I was like, this is a beautiful girl who's going to go somewhere. But you're going nowhere. So dramatic. It's messed up. Oh, man. Anyway, drama, TV yeah. drama. Yeah, that show I loved. You want to talk about reality shows? I was there for that show. Me I watched too. It probably every season. So me too. I loved that show. Even though now things are coming out that we're saying that like everybody that was on that show was like abused pretty <gasps> bad. No like, way. Like I emo- hope not. emotionally abused. Oh well, I could see that. Tyra was all about it, but it wasn't just yeah. her. It was the judges too that was sad. It was all of them. I know. It was the whole. They said the whole production team, like everybody, like it was a really bad environment, which. Honestly, I'm not surprised, but it makes me feel bad now for them. Yeah. All right. How about a meal cookie or baked item? A rainbow cookie because it's vivid bright and it's one of my favorites. I love that. That's so cute. Okay. Um, I'm also going to go with a cookie. I just don't know which one. I was going to say like a a homemade, hot, warm, gooey chocolate chip cookie. That's just what this book is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and sadly, you can't have a rainbow cookie warm because it yeah. takes days. That's true. It does warm them. <laughs> accurate. A superlative uh, book of the year. Mm, that's a good one. So far. Yeah. Uh, con- definitely contender for best podcast book. Best book. I agree with you. I want to say best book featuring an octopus of all well, time. Obviously, that's best book of all time. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, how about most unlikely favorite literary character of yeah. all time? <laughs> most likely to steal my heart. <laughs> right? Yeah. He's really rivaling uh, Elizabeth Bennett for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She's got spunk too, though. I like my spunky characters. Yeah. Just a little sassafras. All right. This, there's no bugs in this. There's no bugs. This, <laughs> there's no bugs. There's no There's no kinks in this book. It's flawless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but obviously it's going to remind me of an octopus. Let's just be yeah. real. Yeah. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. I, would, I was going to say an octopus because how could you not? But if I'm just going to go with the feel of the book, I'm going to say just like a cuddly kitty. Because right now I'm cuddling a kitty and it's yes. like kitty cuddles. <laughs> yes, I love to cuddle a kitty, a little tiny kitten yeah. or a teddy bear. Like oh my a cute God. little baby bear. Yes, I was going to say that, but you can't really hug a bear. Yes. But Can I just, can we talk about that really quickly? Okay, we seen a video, me and Doug, the other day of this beautiful bear. So beautiful. You got to see his face. Oh. And he was waving to cars like Aww. this. And certain people were like, uh, he's waving cute, but until somebody gets out and then it mauls you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that, ba that bear would maul anybody. He's a mm -hmm. teddy bear. Why are they so damn cute if they would maul me? Okay. I know, Why? Not that's fair. not, that's not fair. It's not They have fair. to be the cutest animal. I know. They are so so freaking cute, man. But you know what bears That's you it. can hug? Because I see it all <laughs> the time. Panda bears. Koalas. I'm going to say oh, it's a panda koalas. bear. Koalas are marsupials. Um, <laughs> no, they're, no, they're I, koala bears. I wanted to tell you real quick. I saw a, um, no, I didn't see. I had a dream last night that you had a little baby kitten, like a tiny, like oh, two week old kitten. And you were like, look, two I weeks. saved Jeez. It was the tiniest kitten. And you were like, I saved it. I was like, oh my God, it was meant to be. I don't know why it was meant to be. It just was. And I just wanted to tell you that I completely forgot about it until you said kitten before. Don't tell me this because then you know I'm going to go get one. I know. I know. I, I've, been, I've been dying for a kitten. Yeah. I, won't, I can't even talk about it. <laughs> talking about the feels. It's giving me the yeah. feels right there. So yeah. don't you dare make me go adopt a kitten today. <laughs> I love that dream. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. All right. Well, how Sorry, about for... Care. For fan casting. Uh, fan casting. Now let's let's cast the cat because we just talked about a kitten. Mm, okay. So we can cast the cat in the movie. Rocky. You go for the role. <laughs> Rocky's Alex's cat laying on her right now. I'm literally, filming. literally cradling him like a baby. He loves this. He's such a weirdo. <laughs> Um, so for for Ethan, I'm going to say, even though he's obviously not age appropriate, he would have to be a lot older. But the redhead guy, uh, Tormund from Game of Thrones. Do you remember? For who? Ethan? Yes, Tormund I love Giant that thing. idea. Yeah. Yes. Because I feel like he'd be funny like him, but he would just have to be older. Um, for Tova, I don't know, a little old lady, just a little old Swedish lady, because I think she's Swedish, right? Well, she's going to have to do the Swedish accent, but I had two perfect ladies in mind. Oh, for this. okay. All right. First of all, who plays Lady Catherine in uh, in the 2005 Pride and Prejudice? Judy I adore Dench. Her. Judy Dench. Judy Dench would be yeah. adorable in this role. Yeah. She might be too old for the role now. Um, yeah. Also, Helen Mirren. Can we? Helen Mirren her? is a good. I would choose Helen Mirren. Yes. Right. She would play the role so classy and elegant. Also, mm -hmm. she's damn good for her friggin' age. Okay. She looks incredible for her age. It's not normal. She's <laughs> a hot older lady. <laughs> she what the is. hell? I know. <laughs> Every time I see her, I'm like, you're not fair, though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Right. She's always in the Bond movies, too. And I'm like, why isn't she the Bond girl, though? I know. Look, she looks better than the Bond girl. That's all. <laughs> so she should be the role. She could yeah. be Tova. Yeah. Uh, and Cameron would have to be you know, adorable. He would have to be adorable. OK. Right. Has to be yeah. cute. Yeah. Who, who in his 30s is cute in Hollywood? 
I don't know. I would say one of the Hemsworth brothers, but I think Chris no, Hemsworth is too we're not putting old. Liam in this movie. Yeah, I know, because he's a jerk. No, T. Miley. Uh, now I can't stop thinking of his face. I know. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> Sorry. There's so many better options. Fine. We could put him in there. Or maybe we could put uh, Zach Efron's old face in there. <laughs> Fine. Uh, he might be good in the role. Okay. All right. And then... <laughs> throw him in there maybe a musical number yeah when he sees avery <laughs> avery who could play avery not emma roberts because she would ruin this movie no um i don't know an actress in her 30s i feel like oh i can't God. think who's, of anybody right now who's that cute girl that i love she's in uh oh i adore her she's in uh the duff movie oh uh something may She's adorable. Oh, no, it, it is May. It May Whitman. Yeah, yes, I, I love I could her. See her. She, she's so spunky. And I felt like Avery had that yeah. type of like sass. Yeah, and I feel like she could play her really well. That's a good choice. I That's like her cool. movies, too. I do. I like her. I think she's hilarious. And she does. She does a really good yeah. spunky character. Yeah, That was one of those movies that I watched not expecting anything at all or yeah. much. And I ended up loving that movie. Same. And I love that guy. Also, oh, can, it's, he, can he play the role of Cameron? Yes, he can. He's beautiful. He's I love hot. him. Also, that is based on a book, and the movie's better than the book. I love that movie. What is the Duff the is Duff. a book? Yeah. Oh, I'm obsessed with that movie. Yeah, I love it so much. Even Bella Thorne is awesome in that movie. Yes, she's such a bitch. Yeah, she's hilarious though. Um, I... <laughs> also, I that ki- that kid that's in it, he plays the lead role in that show <laughs> Up Upload that I told you about. I love that show. Oh. oh. And he left that part out. I'll watch it. And his I watched bro- movies on Netflix just simply because he was in it. And his brother anyway. is the guy who plays Arrow in that show. He's hot also as well. I don't remember. I've seen two oh episodes God. of it. And I remember somebody being good looking, though. He's beautiful. And they're brothers. And it makes sense. Because why wouldn't they be? But Oh, in real life, they're brothers. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he has a bro- hot guy has a brother. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Arrow, Arrow is the older brother, a la Chris and... I can't remember his name is the younger brother, a la Liam. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Got it. All right. Noted. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Wait, who do we forget? Who, who's Marcellus? He has to be awesome, Marcellus. Oh, who would play his voice? Yes. Oh, somebody sassy. Always Harrison Ford for me. Always. Yeah. He's at the end of his days, so it has to be an older man. Fine. We could do Harrison Ford. It always has to be Harrison Ford. I don't know why, but if, if you've seen the show Shrinking, which you haven't yet, please watch. I actually There's only think, one season. I know. I'll watch it when I finish Nashville. But I think Bruce Willis would be a good choice for Marcellus as well. Because he also I does- Bruce Willis. He does some action-y stuff, you know, escaping from his cage, stealing some fish and stuff and going on these adventures to you know get these people together and solve yes. solve mysteries i don't know <laughs> and he has been he's voice acted before i mean yeah look look who's talking he's yeah. great yeah so yeah he would be a good idea too yeah <laughs> Oh, we got to start casting for the role. I hope they make this into a movie, but at the same time, I don't know if it'll capture mm. everything it needs to. Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe a limited Some, series would be cute. Maybe, or would it drag it on and, and extend it too much? I don't know. But yeah, no, I feel like no. the characters are so developed and th- there's so many layers to them that you could make it into a show. Yeah, just like an eight episode, like limited series. So it's just the one season. I think it would be cute. Yeah, I would watch it. Yeah. All right. All so right. just to remind you, we both gave this five stars. Yeah. So go out and read it. We highly recommend it. You'll love it. Thank us later. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Love. Uh, it's going to be hard to top for me this year, this book. So yeah. just like last year, another debut was hard to top. 
and yep. it wasn't really topped. Yeah. And that was uh, the Shepherd King series by Rachel Gillig was also another debut mm-hmm. where the second part of that series was even better than the first. And we didn't think that was possible. Mm-hmm. This book was an instant love and I loved yeah. it just as much as that series. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, join us again next Tuesday, February 6th. We'll be kicking off the month of love with Kennedy Ryan's second chance romance novel, Before I Let Go. And join us again this Thursday, right? No, next Thursday. Next, no, this Thursday. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And join us again this Thursday, February 1st for another party episode. Wow. Uh, We promise we won't be drunk next time. And remember that we have started our book club, No Shelf Control. <laughs> be live on TikTok at 7 p.m. tonight to review our first book, The Frozen River by Ariel Lahan. So for anyone who's interested in joining us, if you've read the book or you just want to come hang out and chat, uh, we'll be there. And we'll also be releasing a mini-sode tomorrow on the 31st with a brief discussion on our overall thoughts of the novel. And our first book of the month for January is Rebecca Ross's Ruthless Vows, the highly anticipated sequel to Divine Rivals. That episode is airing tomorrow, January 31st as well. Yeah. Well, lots of exciting stuff. Releasing some extra stuff for you uh, tomorrow. So we hope that you are here for the week. Yep. <laughs> Enjoy. Yes. All right. Bye. See you later. Bye. We had a good conversation. <laughs> For everyone just tuning in, this is what you can expect from our podcast. We'll be releasing new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, and we'll have a new book of the month on the last Wednesday of every month. We encourage you to reach out to us with thoughts, ideas, questions, and feedback. You can reach us at she's all booked podcast at gmail.com. As always, all books we review will be available at our link in bio or by visiting linktr.ee slash she's all booked. We do make a small commission from any purchases you make using that link. So thank you to all who support us. And of course, we want to say thank you to all of our listeners. We really appreciate each and every one of you. If no one told you today, you're important and valued. You belong here. You're doing great. And we believe in you. This chapter may be over, but the story goes on. So stick a bookmark in us. Ouch. And we'll see you in the next one. Say
Hell yeah, come on. Captain Jack, what? Johnny Depp. It's all the facts, all the facts, say we count stacks, come on. David Jones, Giant Squid. Thanks for listening to my mommy and me on Alex.